the Lights Out F1 podcast. I'm Patrick, that's Claire, that's Jakob. We didn't have a race this weekend. Uh, which is weird to say, I feel like we've had a lot of races kind of back to back to back. There are no triple headers yet, but a lot of uh, double headers back to back, which is nice. Um, but I guess the first thing I want to talk about is uh, McLaren is bringing another upgrade to Hungary. Um, so for reference in Silverstone or Austria, um, Lando got the McLaren upgrade. And then in Silverstone, Oscar got the McLaren upgrade and Lando got a new front wing. And then in Hungary, um, Oscar going to get their front wing and both of them are getting another upgrade. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. What do you guys think about that? Are we going to see, uh, Lando's first win this next weekend? Okay. 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 <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You'd have to have like a like what happened in twenty twenty one where Valtteri just takes everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's not out of the question. That Alfa Romeo <laughs> is. Uh... Well, that would that would that would imply that Valtteri has to qualify as high as the McLarens and the Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he can probably qualify as high as Checo, but. Uh... Yeah, if we're talking about Checo qualifying Ooh. in Q three. <laughs> Yeah, what are your thoughts on the upgrades coming? Uh, I think uh, it's we'll see. I mean, you know, obviously they made a big step forward. Um, whether they whether that transitions in, into like consistency at all tracks, especially because Hungary is one of a is sort of a, a different track as compared to Silverstone, so it'll be an interesting to see if it if the upgrades are working there, and then. And we'll take it from there because uh, you know uh, you still have Mercedes, Aston, and Ferrari to a lesser extent to contend contend with. Um, and Lewis is always, you know, Lewis is like a what seven time or eight time winner there. So you know it's going to be uh, it's one of his favorite hunting grounds. So um, he probably isn't competing for the win, but he's definitely you know he'll probably be on par with. Um, he'll probably be the second best driver. I think on on the grid for that weekend, so we'll see how that goes. That's agreeable. I think uh, so. McLaren was really strong in the medium and high speed corners in Silverstone, uh, but they still struggle in the low speed, which is something that um, Lando touches on a lot. So I guess the hope is that they're gonna bring an upgrade that makes them more stable in low speed corners, um, because other than that, they're all good. Uh, Hungary has a track with a lot of medium and low speed corners uh there's just one high speed corner in the entire track so hopefully we get to see mclaren's high up there um i don't think there's any other teams that are registered for upgrades and if there are i definitely haven't seen it um but i guess i'm kind of curious do you guys think do you guys think max is gonna take this one again <laughs> yes o- odds are yes <laughs> i mean i'll put my life savings on it yes <laughs> All well, right, let's make a bet. I don't know how much I that is. I say Max doesn't win. I'll bet you, I don't know, a drink so or something. Jakob, you want? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll buy you a drink that uh, okay. Max, Max takes to win. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll check back. So, yeah, um, 100%. to Mercedes, Lewis also said that um, in the conference room with uh, Max Lando and him that it's not surprising that the McLaren's uh, getting at about as fast as the Red Bull given that the McLaren looks like a Red Bull so mm. do you guys think this is like uh, 
Do you guys think that Mercedes, and no offense to you, Jakob, because obviously you're probably going to disprove this, but do you guys think Mercedes is getting a bit too much, like, doing a bit too much finger-pointing at other teams for copying Red Bull? Oh, you're, uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a thing that happens in Formula One, right? It's, it, it can all, eventually they all converge to this similar concept to get, generate max downforce. So like, yeah, okay. You can, I mean, maybe the finger pointing isn't get, is getting a bit much, but he does have a valid point in that most teams will eventually converge by, I think by, by the time the new regulations by the start of the new regulations, um, I think all of the teams will have a car that looks somewhat, if not identical, to a Red Bull. Yep. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the, Red, the, the Mercedes car looks like a Red Bull. Like, the side pod design is kind of like a Red Bull. So, it's, you know. And they, they admitted it. They were like, yeah, you, you know, Christian Horner can stick a tiny Red Bull sticker on it. And, you know, I'll still, we'll still use the concept, so. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's 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 all finger pointing. is a big part of Formula One. Red Bull used to do it uh, when when they were not dominating. Christian Horner did it a lot. So you know, we it's always it's always something that's a part of Formula One. Yeah, Claire, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree. Um, if it, it's silly if you like don't go towards what seems to be like the fastest concept, though. So. Mm-hmm. If you um, can. If you have the money to bring the upgrades that can get you there, they should do it. And finger pointing is just, like Jakob said, a part of it. One of the things I'm curious about is, um, so in the previous era of cars where Mercedes were dominating, a lot of teams were obviously converging towards their concept. But um, I think it was noticeable that most of the teams still ended out that regulation with very different cars. Um, and there are a lot of various different um that's what I'm looking for, like inventions that came out during the turbo hybrid era that kind of allowed teams to be different, um, even if Mercedes was the most dominant. So I'm kind of curious, do you guys think that this era is going to end out in the same way, or do you think it's going to be like, by the time 2026 is over, it's just going to be 20 Red Bulls on the grid? Yeah, I mean, if someone could, if they think something else will work, and it's, let's say, cheaper or something, because, I mean, you want innovation to come out of F1. Yep. You really do. So it would only make sense, though, if they could figure something out that would get that advantage and still not break the bank. I think F1 has a problem in that they don't, partic- they don't particularly... Yes, we're all about innovation. We're all about generating the fastest cars, but they do have a innovation problem since they ban anything that's sort of unique. You know, you had... Uh, DAS that got banned and then you had a series of sort of um, interesting additions to cars that get banned and it's it's a whole process and so you know if some team were to come up with something that gives them a unique advantage I could that like if Mercedes for example were to come up with something that gives them that gets them let's just say not this season but next season gets them to Red Bull's level and it's unique to them I could definitely see something happening along the lines of them getting it, or the FIA banning it because it, you know other people can't develop it or other people can't bring it in using the budget cap. So yeah, I mean, at some point, I definitely think you'll see twenty Red Bulls driving around the grid. Um, 
who maximizes, I mean, Red Bull have obviously maximized their concept, but who then can able, who maximizes it to the next best way to compete with Red Bull is a different question. I think it's going to either, it's either going to be Mercedes or, uh, well, Mercedes, I think. I don't really have a lot of faith in Aston and Ferrari just yet, but, um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, no, sorry. I, I can't put my faith in McLaren just yet. <laughs> Fine. Uh, I, think, I think I can. Uh, they, they've taken the largest step in the grid towards Red Bull, uh, given how far back they were from the start of the year. Um, but so there's two things pertaining to Red Bull that I want to talk about. Um, the first one being that Lando has followed the Red Bull Instagram. Oh my and God. Charles has as well. Um, and it's come out that Liberty Media is actually. Um, persuading and pushing for Red Bull to sign another super driver. Um, right now, it looks like the broadcast statistics are getting similar to how it was during 2013 when Seb won the last nine races of the season. Um, and it's not that they're losing money. Quite frankly, it's very hard to lose money at F1, but um, the amount that they're gaining isn't as much as they're hoping for this season. Uh, so I'm mm. kind of curious what you guys think about the prospect of another 2016 happening where you have charles or lando driving alongside max and a red bull and it's like yeah they'll dominate the field but it'll actually be a fight between the top two drivers Ooh, that's a, that's really exciting to me um i want to see someone compete with max i think that would be so cool like because checo obviously isn't delivering that um and you know red bull doesn't just want uh a second driver to get decent points. They do want a second driver that can pull in a lot of points so they don't have to worry about the constructors. Even though Max is doing that all by himself, um, I I think it would be really cool to see, uh, you know, one of the big names like Charles or uh, Lando in the Red Bull. Um, I think McLaren's going to fight like hell to try to keep Lando. Um, Ferrari, I'm not so sure about Charles, what they can do. That man is... Uh, dealt with a lot there um but i think that probably carlos would leave ferrari before charles would that's like my vibes not that he would go to red bull or he would even get that opportunity but just that he would be uh finished with ferrari politics and all that before charles and uh you know if lando ends up in the red bull that's all the better i mean i want to see him win a world championship whatever car he can get in to to try to even try that so Okay, Jakob, what do you, what, what, what? <laughs> no, okay, so here's my thing. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. <laughs> I don't think either one of those, I think Lando has the best chance of getting into that Red Bull seat just because he's not as good as Max. He's good. No doubt he's good. He's just not as good as Max. He's, okay, Max but Charles is like, isn't as good as Max, if you're going to say that. Yeah, but Charles is also like, someone who's like got like raw qualifying pace maybe on race day yeah i'll admit he's not as good as max he will probably drop down below if he loses motivation but they know for on a but like i think red bull know as lando's to me is a defined sort of quantity in that in in a good car this is what he can do and in a bad car this is what he can do and we know that max is like a killer in good cars and in like midfield cars he's still a killer he hasn't he's still a podium getter all the time so i think um i think lando has probably 
if I were to bet my money on it, I'd put my money on Lando getting into that seat. Um, because I think they're able to sort of push him into that second driver role. Um, Charles, I could see him, I would see him more moving towards um, Mercedes or like Aston or something like that, just because I don't think, uh, I don't think Red Bull want um, the situation where they have two, like, two number one drivers competing for it. I don't think Christian Hornell wants, wants it. He, he said that he, I don't think he wants it. I think he. I think they've put all of their money in Max. They've for for several seasons, for a long time now, all of the eggs have been in Max's basket. So, and Christian Horner said it. He said, you know, they asked him about where he wants Lewis Hamilton, and he said, no. First of all, we can't afford them. We can't afford two number one drivers. And secondly, it's just too much of a hassle for me. So, I mean, I don't think. I think Lando. It's either but for me, it's between Lando or like. Daniel, for for example, I don't think Charles is going to get that Red Bull seat. I think he'd either go to Mercedes or Aston if he were to leave for Marie. Maybe even McLaren if Lando left. So, um, first off, the I'd say it's the opposite. I think Charles has a higher chance of being in the Red Bull seat. Um, what? Not because Lando is not as good, but because Charles' contract runs out um, at the end of next year, where Lando's contracted until the end of 2025. And his contract is vastly more expensive than Charles. Um, also Lando has his, uh, vocally and I want to say like just generally, uh, given his full faith into McLaren until at least the end of 2024. Um, uh, because first off, these are the types of upgrades they bring in without their wind tunnel. Their wind tunnel is up and active now. Um, so the next upgrades we'll see in their 2024 car that we'll see are all going to be using their new wind tunnel. Um, so they're not going to have to spend... I don't know, like a seventh of their budget cap, transporting parts from another facility across the UK or across uh, Europe. Um, it'll all be homemade, and uh, I think that since McLaren have made much larger steps forward than Ferrari, and it's showing that way, I think Lando's okay with seeing where this goes. Whereas Charles, Ferrari have taken a forward step, and then a back step, and then a forward step, and then a side step, and then a back step, and then a forward step. So, at some point, you do get tired of it, right? And I think. Um, I don't think it'd be a problem for Christian Horner to actually have two number one drivers. First off, they can't afford it because they're Red Bull and they're not spending as much time in CFD. They get the most winnings and they arguably make the most out of any of the teams. Um, whether or not Charles would be a challenge for Max, I'm not sure. Maybe unqualifying, but during the race, I don't think so. I think that Charles and Lando are of the same quantity in that they both provide max a challenge in different aspects um i guess when it comes down to it it's like uh the scenario that's been marked out is that red bull cannot pay for either of these drivers right now because buying out those contracts is gargantuan so uh what a couple of places have been talking about is um, Chaco Perez leaving at the end of this year. Like, they'll buy out the rest of his contract, which isn't much because they don't pay him that much, comparatively speaking. They'll bring Daniel Ricciardo up if they have to, and then somebody else can fill that Alpha Tauri seat. Um, but I'm kind of curious, like, <laughs> if you guys had Lando and Charles on the same team, who would you pick out to be your number one driver, or would you let it be, like, a Nico Rosberg-Lewis Hamilton situation? 
You're asking us. Don't you already know the answer? I'd say Lando, and he'd say Charles. Yeah, I'd I'd say Charles. <laughs> Holy moly! Right? I I just I I just have more faith in. I just believe that in a good car, Lando. Charles. I just believe that in a good car with a good team, Charles Leclerc can is world championship material. I I firmly believe that. I think oh, he yeah. is. World. I think. I mean, it's not like Lando's proven to be like a world champion, right? He's he's a good driver. He's he's good. He's as good as Charles, right? They're both known quantities. I just think that Charles, with a good team, with someone that with like a team that works efficiently, non reliability with with reliability with uh, upgrades with proper team and driver management, I think Charles Leclerc can be a world championship. That's asking world a champion. lot of everything. That's, that's asking. I think that's asking the bare minimum from like a good Formula One team. Like it's asked like all the Formula One teams are in Formula One to compete for a championship, right? And so everybody knows what it takes to win a championship. And that's the bare minimum you ask for. Good driver management, good reliability, decent reliability, and like, you know, a good car. That's the bare minimum of a world championship winning team, right? Mm. So I just have faith in Charles. I think that maybe it's misplaced. Maybe in the future I'll be proven wrong. But I think you put him in a good car, put him in a good car and a good team, he'll win a world championship. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think if you put Lando and Charles on the team, the same team, uh, Lando would take that. <laughs> Let's go. Um, quite frankly, I think that if you had to put it as a pyramid, the top driver right now is um, Max, like undeniably. And if you had to put who is in the second row, it'd be Lewis, Charles, and Lando. I don't think George is up to scratch, honestly. <laughs> Which kind of I think because I like him a lot, but he's I just don't think he's there. I put I put in that second tier. I put I put science. I think he's having a very underrated season right now. He's ahead of he's beating Charles in the yeah. drivers' championship. I I mm-hmm. mean points are points, yeah. and Charles is having a an arguably an underwhelming season. He's had like a couple of decent. Perf- it's it's an underwhelming yeah. season. <laughs> it's an underwhelming season. He's had a couple of decent performances, um, but. Um, Overall, he's having a pretty underwhelming season, and Science is the one raking in the points right now. So I, I mean, maybe on maybe on talent, you would put Charles Lewis, you, Charles Lewis, and Lando. Mm-hmm. But based on this season, Carlos is is outperforming a little bit to the extent the car. He's he's using having to use like strategy and like stuff like that to his advantage. But he is doing a decent enough job to the point where he is the points leader for Ferrari. Yep. And still, and still. They they treat him like shit. So, you know, I so I think science is I think science is up there based on his points on how the season's going. Yeah, man, I just I feel so bad for Carlos right now with the whole strategy and being at Ferrari. I, I mean, the the radio call of last race where he's like his radio engineer's like, okay, Plan B, and Carlos is like, what's Plan B again? And then his engineer's like, I'll I'll check on that. <laughs> like, what is going on there? What is going on? Yeah, I think I, I think he he recently said like he was asked I think who would you who would you want to drive with Max or Lewis, and he was like uh, I'd like to drive with Lewis just because I've already driven with Max and yeah. so I paid my own quantity, but Lewis obviously you could learn a lot from, mm-hmm. and I would honestly I would not be mad That'd be at a that good team. I would yeah. not be mad at that team because Lewis and Carlos actually have a deep like a really good relationship, mm-hmm. and both like Lewis point scorers. Yeah. yeah, and they're good. They're de- good, pre- pretty decent, like pretty decent 
like drivers so well good drivers but um I I would not be mad at that team pairing if if George Russell sort of eventually decides to drop off. <laughs> mm. Um, how long do you guys think Carlos is going to put up with this treatment at Ferrari? I mean, he's contracted his contract next year. Like he this if if he actually ends out ahead of Charles this season, he'll be ahead of Charles as far as points for two seasons compared to Charles one, and they have one more season together. Both their contracts end in twenty twenty four and. Quite frankly, Ferrari is at risk of losing both of their drivers at this rate. So I'm kind of curious, like, do you guys think he just leaves at the end of 2024? He'll look around and see what his best option is, and it's probably not going to be Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah, give your thoughts. Um, yeah, I think he's going to leave. Where he goes is a different question. Um, if Lando leaves, maybe McLaren, but, you know, I don't think... Back to McLaren. You know, I don't think he'd do that. I think he'd. I think he'd want to try and get to a forward team. So I think, you know, Aston, Mercedes. He'd probably talk to Toto about it, depending on when, depending on Lewis's contract situation, because he hasn't signed. So you never know. Um, How cool would it be if Lewis went back to McLaren? I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I know it's never gonna happen. Oscar looks amazing right now. And the McLaren looks amazing right now. And Lando looks amazing right now. <laughs> and seeing those two sitting 2-3 on qualifying and 2-4 in the race, like, I think McLaren's chilling with this driver pairing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I'd like to see him, like, I think, I think, so I think there's three drivers that Lewis wants to team up with. Russell is definitely not one of them. I think there's Charles, there's Lando, and there's Carlos. I think those are the three drivers. Those are the three young drivers that he really likes, mm-hmm. especially Lando. I think yeah. he's, I think he's Everybody big. Likes Lando. I think he sees he sees like a bit of himself in Lando. I think like that, you know, McLaren, and then the whole pathway that's looking. It's look, it's a very similar pathway in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he, I think those three drivers he'd like to pair up with, and I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I would like to see how that works out. I mean, if it works out, it works out. But I, it's a, it's a hypothetical situation that I wouldn't be mad at. One of those three. Um, last thing, and probably the most important thing, we've got a new driver on the grid for Hungary. And if you haven't read the news by now, you're, you should probably catch up on it. But Nick DeVries has been ousted from the AlphaTauri seat for Daniel Ricciardo. What are you guys' thoughts on this? <laughs> uh ruthless uh that's how we know red bull to be anyway mm. so not that surprised but uh i mean definitely on this podcast we were all thinking that nick Debris had more time um he did At not least the halfway mark of the season yeah i mean i guess you know helmet couldn't uh you know justify it to christian anymore and you know they came to an agreement that Danny's times at Silverstone, which honestly phenomenal, right? Yeah. Um, he was on what like hard tires, and he like set something close to like. No, he was, wasn't he? Wasn't he doing a Pirelli tire test? Yeah, and he apparently he set lap times that were close to the front grid. Mm-hmm. You don't believe that? Like, why else would they? No, but like the problem is that the problem with that statement is that. The track conditions are different as from true, true, from true. Saturday to the following week. The uh, Silverstone track conditions are always changing, super variable. Uh, you don't know what tires he was on 
because it's a tire pass, so they don't know what tires are on. Just all that combined, yeah, maybe it was good. And I think I read somewhere where he was seven tenths off minutes, and it was a front, possibly a front roll, a front row lap time. Um, I just think that it's it's too much. There's too much variable variability in it to say that oh, these are the lap times that are definitely like good enough. Yeah, they were they were good lap times, but you know, I think it was it was harsh. It was so harsh of them to cut Nick like that. I mean, you gave him what eight. Eight races, nine races. I think it was um, no, eleven. It's been eleven races. No, yeah, was, I, I'm not even. I don't feel bad for him. He chose his path with Red Bull. I mean, I I disagree. I think you gave you gave you you gave. I think you gave like yeah. He wasn't part of Red Bull. Like, mm-hmm. He had like a difficult first season. You gave him two seasons. You gave uh you gave Pierre like. Three different chances at uh, well, two different chances. You get, I mean, Alex has got a second chance. You can't expect someone who's I mean, eleven races in arguably the slowest car on the grid, one of the most, the, probably the, the most useless car to drive, an incredibly difficult car to drive. Eleven races, and you fully expect them to what compete for points on the slowest car on the grid when you've got like a tough competition in the midfield to get points. You're not making any advances in development. As far as we can tell, you're upgrading, you're upgrading, but not making any steps forward. And I think, toward, I just think that you know, you it was a harsh decision. Yeah, Red Bull has a history of it, um, but you know, apparently he was promised a winter break, and even that wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. To what? But no offense to, no, obviously no offense, but like a 34 year old Daniel Ricciardo in a Dude, in a Red Bull. Well, the and only way we'll know for sure is seeing Danny drive in the coming weeks and, and if he can and, score points. And he's and if he doesn't outperform Yuki, because that's the minimum, right? That's the minimum. He's well, got his I, mean, I think he just needs to out. He just needs to outperform how Nick was doing. And that means outperforming Yuki. No. I guess I don't think Nick's so. I think Nick's average, to get, Nick's average racing yeah. position was sixteen. All he has to do yeah, is but like, 16. Is, is that he's got Daniel has his eyes set on the Red Bull seat, right? Yeah. He he's he wants that's the only reason he's doing this. If you can't beat Yuki consistently, then what is the point? Right? Yeah, like if you beat Yuki. But kind of yeah. you know, kind of backtracking to Nick DeVries though. Nick DeVries is I I think what happened with him, I wouldn't count as ruthless or like harsh. It was deserved. This is a driver who averaged 16th place in 13 or 11 races, and he DNF'd. He crashed the car in two of them. Um, in Azerbaijan, he couldn't manage to keep it on the track in either the sprint or the actual race or the sprint shootout qualifying. Um, he could he beat Yuki in qualifying on two separate occasions out of 11, and he's 28 years old going on 29 with more experience than any of the other rookies. It's not the same type of situation as Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon, and Yuki Tsunoda, where they all ha- they can have like two, three years to work on themselves with that team because they're younger and they have time to learn. Whereas Nick DeVries has tested for three and a half years for various Formula One teams, and he had another option of going to Williams, who have clearly shown that they're doing better than AlphaTauri, but instead he decides to go to AlphaTauri, which was, again, his choice, even though he was pers- trying to get persuaded otherwise. He could have stayed as a reserve and done better, honestly. But instead, now all he's done is tarnish his reputation, and he's probably not going to get another F1 to see in the future. I mean, I mean, Red, uh, yeah, fair, that's a fair argument to make. I just don't think that. I think 
at the bare minimum, you should have given him to summer break. And you know what? If he, in all honesty, pro- he probably would have been replaced by summer break. But um, I think I heard it was it was fairly harsh to to do it in the way that it was done to not honor what you apparently Marco Helmut Helmut Marco promised him to summer break, and then it was okay. No, that's that's not a that's no. So I mean. I just think he's probably yeah I, I I agree with you he's probably not getting into the F one seat but um you I think it was just like it was just a su- su- situation of events Alphatari's incompetence and then just the whole concept of not being able to like develop a good car and giving him a difficult car to drive like I think I think it was harsh and he definitely he definitely sure. might, maybe maybe I think he definitely maybe whether the Williams contract was something that was available available to him maybe he made the better decision but um from what i i mean i'm like a huge f1 twitter so like from what i it's like f1 twitter is um ripping into red bull and alphatari about this because like uh, i think there was like not no thanks to nick debris just like immediately thanks to him he cost the team more than he actually gained for them. He got I, I mean, them no at the this point, he broke the car yeah. more times than any other driver on the grid currently, and they can't even afford that because they were part of the zone that got flooded during Imola. So, like, of course, yeah. Alvatari is not going to be able to bring upgrades because they they have to fix their facility, help repair the tracks, and they're actually the primary team that's been helping with reparations around that area with the flooding. But Yuki's been making the car work, and Yuki apparently is one of the worst yeah, drivers I mean... grid, according to a lot of people. So, like. I, I don't I don't disagree. I don't think Yuki's one of the worst drivers. I just don't I just don't think the whole situation is kind of messed up, and I don't think it was Hopefully, like yeah, it's messed up. But it was just like a, like a confl- confluence of bad events, and it also tells you something about moving on from that. It also tells you something about their their um, confidence in their young driver program because I think the old driver program. They, <laughs> And the old, clearly the old driver program, because Liam Lawson, Liam Lawson was not even, Liam Lawson was probably like, what just happened? Liam Lawson's probably getting the seat next year. Yeah, for sure. He'll get the AlphaTauri seat next year, I think. That's another thing to point out. After they, you know, decided what to do with Danny. That's another thing to point out as a phrasing. They said that Danny Rick is going to be loaned out to AlphaTauri until the end of the Mm -hmm. season. What does that entail? Because, like, it's a half-season contract, and technically he's still the reserve driver for Red Bull. You're basically telling Checo, hey, your days are numbered. Danny Rick's taking that seat at the end of the season. And yeah. Checo's not going to AlphaTauri at the end of the season. Which no, leaves really only one or luck. two drivers to possibly take that seat, being Liam Lawson, or if Ayumi Iwasa can actually do it and winning the F2 title, then Ayumi Iwasa, mm-hmm. which would be super sick. You'd have two five foot two drivers sitting in your AlphaTauri seat, both Japanese. That'd be awesome. Hmm. Uh, they don't I, care I, about that kind of stuff, though. They just yeah, especially the Honda, Honda partnership is essentially over. I don't think I was Honda was still that partner. I would see Yumi Wasa as their one of their primary options, but I think it'll either be Liam Lawson or someone else. Probably Liam Lawson, honestly. Okay, Liam Lawson has like the the Red Bull mentality. I saw that he like said something like, "I don't care whose seat I take next year. I just want a seat." Yeah. Like he's like he's got that mentality. Like he does not care. Yeah, I mean, that's, that kind yeah, of that's behavior. the right mentality, 100%. Well, that's the right kind you, of... If you're saying wins, that that's, like, yeah. harsh and rough and not cool. No, I just think that. Red Bull have a... I just think Red Bull and, uh, and Alphadari have a history... For sure. And ...have a history of cutting drivers before not giving them enough of an opportunity. I mean, all the Gasly fans agree, 
Pat. Gasly mm-hmm. was not given. Yes, Gasly was probably not go for that car. Gasly was not given enough time. Albon was probably arguably not given. Okay, yeah, Albon had a season and a half yeah. or whatever. But you would argue that given him, you would say on based on current performance, had you given him like a maybe a little more time, he would have probably done more better at Red Bull, right, Patrick? Yeah. So Red Bull have a history of doing this, doing this thing where they just cut their drivers as soon as they, as soon as it's like, uh, it's like, okay, this is like not good, so we're gonna cut you. And so yeah, go ahead, Claire. So apparently, like they approached Alex at Red Bull, yep. and he declined them. Yep. He doesn't want to go back to Red I'm Bull, so which he, that's that's so smart though. That's like that's cause that's where Nick DeVries went wrong. He yeah. left the so, the Mercedes family. And went to Red Bull and got what so, he deserved for doing so. One of the things that Alex Albon, uh, he didn't explicitly say it was Red Bull, but he said he has been approached by other teams. Um, he, uh, how did he phrase it? Like, he was along the lines of, like, you know, uh, it's nice to race for a top team, but there's also an unbelievable amount of pressure that comes with it. Whereas when you're with a growing team like this, people can't, like, the bad side's already there, right? If you're a bad mm-hmm. driver, Let's just I'll call it bad driver. If you're an F1, but you're one of the drivers who's not greatest on the grid, being on a high up team like that doesn't help your case. Being on the high up mm-hmm. teams with the sister team still doesn't help your case. And I don't look at Williams's Mercedes Academy because, quite frankly, they're drifting farther and farther away from it. But I mean, Alex Albon's shown that the type of car that he likes to drive now is the type of car that Mercedes produces. Like, yeah. I think it'd be more viable for Alex Albon to take the seat at like Mercedes or McLaren or an Aston Martin or going back to Red Bull any day of the week or Ferrari. Um, One of the other things about it that's come out is that like Alex Albon is arguably one of the best drivers of the current generation of drivers. He beat out the only driver that he actually, the only two drivers he's lost to in the current generation of drivers are George Russell and Charles Leclerc. He beat out Lando he beat out Nick DeVries. He beat Charles in his first season of F2. He beat Lando. I think I already said that. Um, so it's not like he's one of the, you know, backfield drivers. It's just he's in a team that actually appreciates his efforts and his efforts are being reciprocated. He's actually doing so much at Williams where if he goes back to Red Bull, what's he going to do there? Yeah. Alex Albon, Alex Albon, slowly winning me over. I'll give him back. Uh-huh. He's- he is Look slowly winning me over. Yes. I, as soon as I heard that he said no to Red Bull, I was like, oh, good for you, man. Good for you. I was like, that is the best decision you have made in a long time. And I agree with Patrick. I think, you know, based on his drives, if his performance stays the way it is, let's just say Lewis Hamilton doesn't sign a contract. If you can't get Charles and Lando, I'd go after Alex Albon. I'd be like, listen... You're good enough for this seat. So awesome. I think I think he'd thrive in Mercedes, honestly. I think yes. with Toro and George, I think him and George would make a good driver pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if in the future, I think a Mercedes seat is, I think, I think Toto's, if I were Toto, I'd be taking a good hard look at Alex Albon and Carlos Sainz and being like, if Lewis doesn't commit, if Lewis doesn't come back or, you know, when is, when, if he does sign and, and his contract runs out after a year or two, I'd be taking a good hard look at those two and saying one of you two is getting this seat because I I think Alex Albon, if he keeps this performance up, he definitely deserves the Mercedes or like an Aston seat. Maybe not a, I don't think he'd do well at Ferrari. I think Ferrari is just too, 
too much of a shit show for him to go to. But and Red Bull, please, please don't go there. Yeah. But um, Mercedes or Aston, Aston maybe not, but I think Mercedes and McLaren are good are a good fit for Alex or, or Alex in general. So this is awesome, question. and then Jakob has grown so much over this whole podcast. I love this. this. Is awesome. <laughs> uh, we've all taken one eighties. I think at the start of the season, I said that I don't see uh, McLaren scoring higher than their their four six. Wins. Yeah, <laughs> so, rude. That was uh, just rude in the beginning. It was beginning. premature. That was my bad. Um, yeah. But last question. Um, it's kind of like a three part. But if you are Christian Horner. Your your Chico Perez is leaving at the end of the season. Who's the next talent you look to grab alongside Max? Daniel, probably. Yeah, I mean that just makes the most sense for this upcoming season. Throw Daniel like a one year contract. Try to get him to do that, Hmm. and then wait and see what the other drivers are up to. Yeah, I mean, also I think like I don't know how you um, sort of. The fire Treco if he has an uptick in performance. Mm-hmm. Let's just say he has an up. Mm-hmm. Let's just say his performance sort of uptakes and Daniel does outperform Yuki, but it's still an Alpha Tauri, right? So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I don't know how you justify firing Treco if he has an uptick in performance and suddenly goes back to the level he was at. Um, but yeah, I think the obvious option would be Daniel because no one else is sort of available mm-hmm. in the short term. Put throw him in there for a year, and and if he if he does you know if he's if he does um, compete and he's you know a solid P two, assuming they still have maintain a dominance next year, yeah, he's able to you know compete and maintain P two in the standings. Then I don't see why not. You know, if you can't get Lando or Charles, keep him for you know the next you know next, keep him for a couple of years till the engine till the regulations change and then see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're Toto Wolf. Lewis Hamilton, let's say he signs another year contract, right? Just to see where Mercedes goes next year. Um, and let's just say he doesn't like what's going on and decides to become a Mercedes ambassador then. Who do you take into that seat alongside George Russell? Could you, could you in repeat 2025? that? 2025? Yeah. In 2025, yeah. who gets the Mercedes seat if Lewis leaves? Yeah. Okay. That would mean that the car's not doing well, yeah. right? <laughs> <sighs> I mean... Yeah, why not look to Alex Albon? He can drive crappy cars. Well, no offense. Ooh. Yeah, it's too sounds crappy like car in <laughs> Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Two drivers coming from Williams to drive a, a bad car. Well, maybe. Jakob, what do you think? <laughs> Alex Albon or Carlos Sainz? Mm. If you can't get Charles Orlando, I think I don't think Toto. Like this, I don't think Toto wants to put up with um, a 2016 situation again. And I think putting in like someone like Charles or Lando might might generate that sort of competitive environment where where uh, where they're you know crashing into each other. And well, I mean, they, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, Charles, Lando, and George have a good relationship, but I think they're all like pretty level on um talent and drivability so i think um one of them i mean i think eventually they'll crash and it just becomes like a whole 2016 situation whereas i think if you put in some signs or albon then i think 
Alvon would be the preferred choice, at least for me, if Lewis doesn't re-sign off for 2025. I think Alvon because sort of I don't you know George Russell is a little just a little, just that little bit better than him. Um, and Albon, you know, would is able to drive like he's able to drive that that Williams. So I think he'd be able to drive in a Mercedes. So I think if I had to pick between Albon and Sainz, I'd I'd go and look at Albon because Sainz is more competitive than his talent gives him. And so I think Albon would be the better choice. Um, last part of it, your Ferrari, you have one and a half years left with both your drivers this year, like as of right now. What do you do, like? Who do you try to retain between the two drivers? Obviously, there's one golden boy choice, but like, who do you try to retain and who do you pick up if you lose your drivers? Well, the question is, uh, whose career do you ruin next? Um, oh, that's what they're currently doing. <laughs> no, I know. You know how they like bring in, um, you know, like a an, uh, an aging driver, like mm-hmm. let's say like, Kimmy and then Seb that kind of ruins their career. I don't know. It's, I don't even know what you do. Obviously they're going to try to keep Charles. Um, they obviously don't care that much about Carlos, which mm-hmm. is so disappointing. And then I don't know. Why not bring in someone young so that you, they can't be like mad at you. Sure. Like you're giving them a shot in a, in a Ferrari. You kind of have to have that mentality then. Like, cause if you try to get someone that is super experienced, then they're going to know what they deserve and like what's going on. And I, you know, they're going to be upset with what's going on if they don't get their stuff together. Um, quick question. So wait, yeah, I didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, what? What's up? Well, no, oh, he didn't give his answer. I know. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think, um, they're looking like they lose both drivers. And I also think that they have a, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> If I if I were Ferrari, I'd be sweating it on contracts right now. Um, I'd be offering them the bank and more, at least one of them, the bank and more to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they also now have a driver in like a slight driver relationship problem because I think Carlos was kind of sick of the yeah. whole Golden Boy issue, and I think that was highlighted in Silverstone and qualifying and in the race. And nice overtake, Carlos. Um, nice. <laughs> it, was, it was quite the it was, so I think if if I had to put my money on who's leaving first I'd say it's Carlos just because Ferrari have too much invested in Schumbles at this point probably a lot probably a lot more invested than they should have but mm-hmm. um, yeah I think uh, I think you either go and get like you know if Daniel doesn't have a seat, go and insert Daniel and see how he does. Because who's the young driver they're gonna? Who's a young driver they're gonna stick in there, right? Because like Teo Pochet will probably get Teo Pochet will probably get that Alpha Alpha Romeo seat at some point. I don't think Valtteri's making it till once Audi takes over. I think they'll probably try and get like a German, like a German driver first of all. So maybe Seb or Mick. The, the then... Alpha Romeo is going to to be Haas's title yeah. sponsor. Yeah, but so okay, so when Audi takes over, he's still is he an Alpha? He's a Sauber young driver, right? Theo uh, Pochard. I think he's officially an Alfa Romeo one. Ooh, okay. So does he want to drive for Haas? <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know who you put in there. I, I just don't see. I don't know. I mean, Otto Leclerc, you know, Robert Schwartzman. Well, 
It's crazy. One of those, one of those young guys, but you know, Robert just Sportsman depends. Deserves a, I think he deserves a chance. I mean, he's been sitting on the sideline for them for a while now. Um, yeah. But kind of on the whole young driver thing, uh, comparatively speaking, there are 12 races left in Formula 1, whereas there are uh, 5 races left in Formula 2. And the top 3 are split by 24 points. Um, so Frederick Vesti is at the top right now with 135 points. Six points ahead of Teo Porsche is at 129, and then Ayumi Wasa is at 111. Nobody's close to them. I'm kind of like, are these three like your next, like, I guess, do we kind of mimic the words of Helmut Marco where we say like none of the young drivers are worth it right now? Or do we actually think that there might be one or two drivers that might be worth pulling up at some point here? Yeah, for sure. I think there's talent in F2 right now. I mean, what's the point of F2 if you... Yeah. Uh, What's the point of F2 then? If you like, you don't like Helmut Marco is famous for. I think Helmut Marco measures everybody against Max, it's and then that's the problem. <laughs> that is a hard measurement. Like, I think there's, there's only two arguably one drive. Race in F2? No, he went from Formula 3 no, to Formula He one. went straight from Formula 3. Yeah, <laughs> so crazy. you measure everyone against Max, and I think there's only one realistically, there's only one driver in the grid you can measure against Max, and that's Lewis. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has competed with Max. Nobody else can remotely even compete with Max, and I think Lewis has proved that he can. And Max has proved that he can compete with Lewis as well. He did it in 2021. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're, I think they balance each other out in that sense. But you can't, I think Helmut Marco just is too much measurement against Max. And so I think there are definitely, there have to be like, I think the three of them, yeah. Frederick Westy, Teo Pocher, and Ayumi um, Iwasa, definitely deserve a seat, you know, if, if Frederick Vesti, if he wins, then he more than the rest of them deserve, the rest of them deserves and, a seat. And then there's uh, even like drivers that are now reserve drivers that have just been kind of yeah. like piling up, like Felipe Drogovic. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, I think crazy. the problem there's is, a lot of talent the, out there. yeah, the problem is we, they're so against having like adding a couple more teams to like maybe even one or two more teams because then you have I mean, maybe not. You have at least three seats that are open because Andretti says they want mm-hmm. Colton Herta in in their seat, so he's there. Then, but then you have like the, his teammate, and then and then if you had another team, you have two more seats that could possibly open up. So they're so like Toto and like a bunch of them are so against having like that one extra team or that second extra team that it just like it's just they've got like these young drivers just keep piling up, and that's a problem that F one mm-hmm. has had for a very long time. Yeah. That we just yeah. circle through the same pool of drivers for like a period of time until until at some point someone decides to go and get a junior guy. Mm. Um, so I mean, I think uh, more teams, more uh, more drivers is is the solution. More drama, more crashes. Yeah. Deadline point for signing up for the 2026 season, like getting fully registered and everything, was actually start of July. And officially speaking, mm. no teams actually officially registered. Oh, uh, no. Through the FAA, that deadline's obviously going to get pushed back because um, Andretti's still working with Cadillac and General Motors, and then Porsche mm-hmm. obviously is still attempting something. Um, mm. But yeah, so that's all we have for you guys this week. <laughs> um, if you guys stayed till the end, uh, let me know what your thoughts are on Danny Rick going to AlphaTauri. Uh, but until next time, do you think? <laughs> And his lights out and away we